First, though, more on that breaking news from the United States, with America accusing Russia officially and formally of war crimes. Straight to the US, here's our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks. Simon. Well, this is a very big moment, Ian. You will be aware that uh, President Biden, about 10 days ago, kind of stumbled into saying that he believed that Vladimir Putin was a war criminal. Uh, And then the next day, Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, said that personally he believed that Vladimir Putin uh, had uh, orchestrated war crimes, along, of course, with uh, other members of his inner circle and, uh, of course, a significant number uh, of members of Russian armed forces. Uh, But those were the President and the Secretary of State passing personal opinions. They were not, it was made clear, a formal designation of any kind by the United States government uh, that war crimes have been committed in Ukraine. Well, now that designation has been made. A statement issued by uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken within the last few minutes, just as President Biden, of course, is hurtling in your direction aboard Air Force One. He'll be landing in Brussels uh, in a few hours' time to attend that emergency NATO summit tomorrow uh, on Ukraine. And this statement from Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, is unsparing. It says our assessment is based on a careful review of available information from public and intelligence sources. Uh, I can announce that based on information currently available, the US government assesses that members of Russia's uh, forces have committed war crimes in Ukraine. It cites the example of the attack uh, on the maternity hospital of the siege of Mariupol uh, and a host of other incidents that we've all witnessed uh, over the course of the last uh, three and a half weeks since the Russian invasion began. Uh, The Secretary of State goes on to say that as with any alleged crime, a court of law with jurisdiction over the crime is ultimately responsible for determining criminal guilt in specific cases. He says the US government will continue to track reports of war crimes and will share information we gather uh, with allies, partners and international institutions and organisations as appropriate. That bit of the statement is fairly carefully worded because it doesn't mention anywhere the International Criminal Court in The Hague because, of course, the United States has its own very complicated relationship uh, with the International Criminal Court uh, and also with the International Court of Justice. Uh, The United States has raised questions about some investigations uh, that the ICJ has launched into American behaviour on battlefields in various parts of the world, including uh, Iraq back in 2003 and thereafter. Uh, But this is a very big move by the Biden administration, upping the ante as President Biden prepares to uh, meet his NATO and European uh, partners uh, in a bid to uh, once again demonstrate uh, unity and resolve in the face of Russian aggression. It will be interesting uh, to see whether any other governments now come forward and formally accuse uh, the Russians 
allegations of war crimes uh, and what impact this has going forwards on the nature of the U.S. relationship with Russia. The Russians earlier this week threatened to sever diplomatic relations with the United States after President Biden last week not only called Vladimir Putin a war criminal but also a murderous thug. The Interfax News Agency in Moscow is reporting uh, that uh, the U.S. was informed today that some diplomats uh, present in Moscow are being ordered to leave. We don't have any details of that yet uh, from either the Russian government or the State Department, but I think it seems uh, very apparent that this is a relationship that continues to hurtle down a very dark path, and it is increasingly difficult to see, I think, how diplomatic relations can be uh, maintained for very much longer, given uh, the level of uh, personal animus that now clearly exists between President Biden and President Putin. It's also interesting that they've made this move even while the United States continues to say that it's very worried about the possibility of chemical and biological weapons being used by the Russians in Ukraine, worried even about the possibility of a nuclear strike. I mean, this will definitely be seen, this move formally, to accuse the Russians of war crimes as escalatory by the Kremlin. So it is interesting that they've chosen this moment uh, to wander down this particular path. Also, Simon, some breaking news from the US in the last few moments. It's been confirmed that Madeleine Albright, the first female US Secretary of State, has died. Yeah, very sad news. Madeleine Albright has passed away at the age of 84. This has been announced by uh, members of her family through a statement that's been issued uh, by the foundation that uh, in part bears her name. Uh, Madeleine Albright had been fighting cancer, but the news of her death uh, is a shock. Uh, we certainly, I don't think, were aware um, that this was uh, imminent, uh, and it will come as a shock, I think, to President Biden and the others on board Air Force One as they head to that NATO summit. Madeleine Albright, of course, who was born uh, in what is now the Czech Republic. She was born in Prague, uh, moved to the United States uh, when she was uh, a youngster, uh, became Bill Clinton's U.S. ambassador to the United Nations before being selected to become the first uh, woman uh, Secretary of State in the United States. And in that role, she absolutely promoted the expansion of NATO, rooted in part in her own personal family experience of uh, living behind the uh, the Iron Curtain in Czechoslovakia. So the, the notion that Madeleine Albright has passed away at the very point where NATO expansion is now such a uh, source of difficulty between the United States and Russia, NATO poised further to shore up its eastern flank by sending more troops to Hungary, Bulgaria, Romania and Slovakia only tomorrow, I think it is highly likely that her name is going to be intoned by a number of speakers at that emergency NATO summit in Brussels. And I'm sure we will be hearing a tribute from President Biden, uh, I mean, I suspect literally uh, as soon as he uh, lands and uh, steps off Air Force One in Brussels. Thank you very much, Simon. Simon Marks reporting.